Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking, the podcast where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens with a therapist that listens to our anxiety stories. I'm Andrew Chavone. I'm Stephen Rogers. That was a quite the mouthful, but we, like we said, we, we get into our stories of the week where we, that gave us anxiety and doc. Jeb joins us, the resident therapist of the podcast. She gives great advice. I, really I mean, does. I, it was mind blowing. I gotta be honest, I, f- I already feel a difference from my topic. I could, you're sunken into the couch, you look relaxed. I do, I feel relaxed. That's great. You're glowing. I feel it. I see a glow <laughs> That's the here. Ring light. That's the ring light. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> that was your facial cream. Uh, so this week, we, we have some great topics. I talk about an unexpected celebrity run-in and the anxiety it gave me. I, I talk about being uh, tired all the time and getting frustrated with scheduling. And Dr. Dev analyzes those, and we get into listener topics such as the anxiety of running into a crossroads in your life where you want to, you can either continue the career you're on or go to a different career. Uh, the uh, worries of uh, being uh, deported. <laughs> Oh my and, god! And moving, at also uh, when someone says that that you're not their best friend. Yeah, that's the most. Not, I no no topic is more important than the other. But we get into the listener. Uh, Ronnie's son Johnny had a very important topic. Doctor Deb addresses. Yes, and uh, also when you're helping a sibling with a career path. Yeah, and starting a business. Yes, a lot of stuff. I think this one's longer. We forgot to time this one. This I- is a jam-packed episode. <laughs> Trust me, we tried to get everybody's topics in, but thankfully, you guys are sending us topics, and we really, really appreciate it. We try to look at them to make sure they're not time-sensitive. We're trying to get better at that. Uh, but no one's topic is more important than another. We just try to make sure that if it is time-sensitive, we get to those first. We, if we didn't get to yours, it will be covered next week. Thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, we wrote all of the ones we didn't get to down. Uh, and I mean, as always, the Patreon is you get four bonus episodes a month for five dollars. You get the video for ten dollars. Yes. And some I you gave me the panic attacking masks that have our logo on them. I'm I haven't made it to the post office yet, but I'm going to mail them all out. And I have some extra bonus things to put in the, the packages that I don't, if you guys haven't gotten a magnet yet, you're going to get one. Amazing. <laughs> uh, our next live show will be in uh, two weeks, and that is uh, October 17th will be our next uh, live show. And then also, I am not recording my album, but I will be running the material on this Saturday, October 10th, on Zoom. If you want to go, please message me, but always please try to make it out to panic attacking live. We're, uh, we're getting a lot of compliments. It seems like we really found our groove and, uh, we want to make that show grow. Yeah. Last night's episode was the best yet. Not episode, yeah. but show. It I was so fun. And, uh, well, we hope to see you soon. Thank you for, uh, for listening and, uh, stay tuned for the music. Stay tuned for the music. Thank you, everybody. starts beating really fast. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Panic Attacking the Podcast where we look at anxiety through a comedy lens. I'm Steven Rogers. I'm Andrew Chavone. 
This is crazy. We're in your apartment. I can't believe you're here. It, it took, I think I moved in the beginning of July. It took, what is it, October, three months to get it presentable for you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you nervous to, uh, to invite me? I kind of like what was almost ready last week, but I was yeah. like, I'm just going to wait another week and wow, I didn't tidy everything up. You never tipped your hand at all. I had no <laughs> idea. I know it was in my pocket because I wasn't ready to, to pull, pull the trigger. <laughs> I had to make sure everything was, was organized. Well, here. The, the place is great. And uh, for the listeners, I'm realizing as I sit here that, I know the story behind every piece of furniture that's in the, and so do they. Yeah, every episode, I feel like. We're yeah. on the couch that you fought to get. <laughs> We're looking at the TV that yeah. I, I had an anxiety attack to buy. I walked by the, <laughs> the pots that, that you knocked over. Oh, yeah. And then there's that broken frame yeah. right by the door that I stepped on. <laughs> and the table in the kitchen, that, yeah. that's a story. It's insane. It's like if our podcast came to life. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, if this becomes super popular, this could be a museum. Like, hey, <laughs> have all the listeners queue up in front. And They're like, oh, this is where his junk pile was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wardrobe. I didn't even get yeah. to show you the wardrobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to see the wardrobe. <laughs> it's insane to be here. <laughs> And I, I see where you do the show, the live shows from. Yeah, and in the background of live shows, we're looking at it here. Yeah, it's the only place in the in the house that has framed photos, <laughs> so I make sure to set the the zoom up so you can see those. And then uh, our view right now has no framed photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, anything uh, beats the uh, the elephant. Uh, in the monks oh yeah in my my old, old apartment my old uh buddhist meditation roommate apartment yeah uh man i'm ha happy to be here thanks for having me over yeah i i can't believe it i, I it's like weird surreal moment for me because this is where i just usually sit by myself <laughs> and now somebody else is here <laughs> i can't believe it oh yeah your place is great the uh the bathroom mirror is gigantic yeah, there's, there's, uh, it's almost as big as the wardrobe. Yeah, that, I that thought <laughs> medicine cabinet wardrobe that has mirrors. I thought I was in a dressing room getting ready to go on stage at Broadway. It's got, it's got those light bulbs. I don't even notice huge, that. Huge, <laughs> huge mirror. It was, it was an amazing mirror. It's so big. The mirror is the size of the room, but the bathroom isn't that big. I mean, to me, I don't know. I think it's a good sized bathroom. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I don't even think that was a perk of the place. It's oh, like, I'm not saying it's the, Oh, the crown jewel. No, no I mean like eight, one of them. <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely a perk. Uh, and then for those that can't, you can't see this, but on the other side of my computer is a chair with three legs. So yeah, it, uh, it's going to be shot. It was in Vietnam. <laughs> uh, it fought an Antietam in the Civil War. Antiquum. Antiquum. <laughs> it was in the battle of the chairs versus the old lamps. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and with us there, as always there's general hummel is general hummel <laughs> general hummel of the antique war yeah <laughs> hummel telescope <laughs> uh with us as always is our uh resident therapist expert with lots of experience dr deb is here Thank you, Dr. Hey guys. Deb. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. 
Thanks for uh, joining us. Yeah, happy. Yeah, it's, happy. Always a, it's always a pleasure. I look forward to it. <clears throat> well, likewise. Uh, also, uh, I was talking to Dr. Deb while you were in, in the other room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the coffee mug that you gave me is for our uh, people that have video. This is Boba Fett's, I'm pretty sure, actual helmet. It's the, si the most big cup of coffee. <laughs> you really... Uh, treated me well i appreciate it well yeah i mean you drove 10 hours to get here from the outskirts of brooklyn i might as well give you a big cup of coffee <laughs> yeah so i'm uh, awake enough to remember why uh i wish i still lived here <laughs> yeah and i i mean we talked a little bit before we recorded but you used to live in this neighborhood and uh i got excited because we could do a, like a re reminiscing tour. yes of uh, all the usual hangs we had i uh, i'm excited to go to the uh the bagel place yeah. that we always went to. We, was, we went there all the time. And uh, we'll probably run into our therapist on the streets. <laughs> yeah, which we, we've done many times because it's by there. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's about it, I guess. I don't really... Those are it. the two things I went through. <laughs> those are the only times I left my apartment. It was for therapy or an everything bagel. <laughs> oh, man. Um, open sesame is what I say when, <laughs> when I cut open that sesame bagel. One day they were out of uh, what I get and I went into therapy and she's like, what's wrong? And I went, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, uh, I mean, speaking of Buddhism, that's, that's you know, one with everything. One with everything. Oh, man. <laughs> you ever see the guy tell that joke to the Dalai Lama and he doesn't laugh? No, is that real? That's real. The hot dog joke? The hot dog uh, vendor goes. Oh well, the, in the the <clears throat> clip, you can find it online. Uh, there's a guy, an Australian reporter. <laughs> he he tells, I think it's a pizza in in his joke. Oh. But, uh, he goes, make me maybe it is a hot dog, but make me one with everything. <laughs> and, and the Dalai Lama just stares at him. <laughs> Either the Dalai Lama didn't get it, or the Dalai Lama has heard it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, in so many past lives. <laughs> One of his past lives wrote it. <laughs> yeah, his past life one, one was uh, Roddy Nagerfield. <laughs> uh, I get no respect. I'm a Dalai Lama. <laughs> we are, uh, full disclosure, I have a joke book here. That, oh, the Comedy uh, Thesaurus, and we read a few of those. And it was a lot of Rodney. A lot of Rodney. And it always opens with, I get no respect. Why say that? Just do the joke. I mean, I know it's his catchphrase, but why write it in this book? Well, I was trying to read jokes to you without you knowing who they were. And then we, <laughs> so you, it wouldn't influence your decision. And I'd be like, all right, guess who this one is? I get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> it really affected it. Oh, man. Well, let's get into it. What, okay. What's all right. going on? You, you told me you have a, a bombshell for me. I know. It's a, uh, is, is, should we open with the bombshell? Uh, I will be open and say that all my things are... no. I have no bombshells. So okay. if you want to hold on to bombshell, what do you think? Um, it's up to you. I, I mean... Let's, see, let's hear it. Okay, let's hear we'll it. hear the bombshell. First of all, Dr. Deb, do you have anything to say about Stephen and I reuniting in our apartment? No, I think I think it's great. I like the idea of reminiscing and um, yeah. getting ba getting bagels. That's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> what about the anxiety of not me me not wanting him over until the the apartment was perfect? Is that normal or is that some weird anxiety thing? I I think it's uh, you're you're just a, your anxiety 
and that's that social anxiety disorder, you know, about wanting approval and wanting yeah, to please people and fearing rejection. Yeah. Well, a good and thing he drove so far, he couldn't really reject the apartment. So <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he's stuck here. He's got to stay at a, he's got to stay at a E lodge. Um, hot, what's that one? What's that? What's that? Hodgepodge? Is that what you're going to say? Hodgepodge what's, that, what's that hotel that looks like an IHOP? Uh, oh, Motel Six. No, no, no. The yeah, one that, uh, Mom, you know the one. Or I'm sorry, Doctor Deb. <laughs> you know the one from the '60s. <laughs> uh, Howard Johnson. Do, Howard. Do, that's do, Howard do. Johnson's. Oh, Howard Johnson's. Yeah, that does look like. Uh, yeah, Howard Johnson's. Yeah. Well, anyway, the joke is, what is he going to do? Look at my apartment. And go. I'm just going to go to Howard Johnson's. Uh, Sorry, we're a little yeah, slow but, today. The, the, <laughs> We. Yeah, people- <laughs> <laughs> I'm dragging you down with me. Uh, the the other thing is anticipation of excitement. You know, it's uh, like having a friend over and showing your new place. It's kind of like uh, uh, having gifts. You know, you you right. just yeah sharing and and being excited. And you mentioned how you feel so grown up with the couch and everything. So. Uh, being yeah, able to first. share that, share that, show that for the first time is, is exciting and fun as, as well. Yeah. So, and so Steven- sometimes, uh, you know, that uh, lizard brain we talked about gets the excitement and you get it all, we get it all mixed up is what does this mean? And that triggers the anxiety. Oh, yeah. So it's more wow. like, it's, it's more likely that you were excited to share a place with your, your friend. I am. And you're the first person that I've invited over. Manny had like one person come over. So this is uh, the yeah. Band-Aids off. Band-Aids, yeah. Band-Aids off. <laughs> I, uh, I, I got excited. To, I, was, I was nervous when I pulled him up front. And then... Uh, is it because you were early and you were worried I was still sleeping? A little bit. Because uh, <laughs> you texted me like, are you up? Uh, and then... I entered the first door. You have like three doors between you and your I know your door. All the doors are so annoying. It's like a spaceship airlock. Yeah, like, I can't they, open it one. Me, I had to put on a helmet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like aliens were falling off of you because yeah. of the spray. I, uh, I, I get through the first door and I'm like, okay, another door. And then we met at one door, and you were like, I could tell you just ran to me. <laughs> And then we still had like two more doors yeah, to go through. Yeah. <laughs> I could see the excitement in, in you uh, to let me in. I know, and it's I, like made when me a, excited. A, a dog when the owner comes home. <laughs> yeah, because you uh, joy wet. <laughs> <laughs> joy wet? Oh, pee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was because I just shower, got out of the shower. That wasn't pee. <laughs> uh, let's hear this bombshell. Okay. So, um, but doing um getting back into stand-up which is totally a uh i i can feel the rug pull coming you know we're, we're going we're back into shows and yeah so i uh this this club that used to you know it's called new york comedy club one of the greatest clubs i used to perform there a lot and now they switched because of corona and the restrictions in new york city they switched to a rooftop in in the middle of uh manhattan right so it's like an event space they rented out where you walk in. It looks like an apartment building. It is an apartment building. You, <laughs> you take this elevator up five floors. It opens up into a penthouse. And then you go up a flight of stairs 
and then there's a there, there's a roof you, you see through glass there's a there's a rooftop with maybe like 25 or 30 chairs right they have a stage they have a cool backdrop that has the name of the club yeah <clears throat> so i'm always excited to perform there it's like the real club it, it feels like a real club even though there's no ceiling and you can hear fire trucks and, <laughs> and people yelling on the street uh <laughs> but the uh so i get there i'm, I'm excited it's uh I, I have that to do and then I have a backyard show to do right after that. So I'm like, I've got to leave right after my set and go to this backyard show. Uh, so I get out of the elevator and the host of the, I'm, I'm supposed to be first on the show. The host is like um, sitting down. I, I sit down, you know, cause they have like a green room. Which yeah. Is just, just the living room of this old apartment. And he goes, uh, yeah. Um, Brrr is coming. I say, uh, Bert, Bert Kreischer. He's like, no, bigger. I'm like, what? He said, oh Bill Burr my, is coming. Oh my God. I'm like, Bill Burr is coming like tonight. He said, no, Bill Burr is coming on this show that you're on. Oh my God. I'm like, oh, okay. So he's going, I'm like, so mad. I'm like, oh, I'm going to miss him. Cause I got that stupid backyard show. Right. He's like, and then I hear this. Meow, 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 meow. Bill Burr is in the room. He's oh, my God. He's right next to me. He's, oh, my God. He's in, he's in the room right next to me because there's a curtain separating him. And I go, oh, he's here. Oh, my <laughs> Bill God. Burr. Bill Burr, if you don't know, is this com- comedian. That's- Everybody knows who Bill Burr is. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I grew, you know, basically grew up listening to him. <laughs> and, and uh uh i'm like wow i i i I can't believe he's here but i'm too bad i'm gonna miss him and then uh, the manager comes over to me and she's like yeah bill (laughs) wants to go first so you're gonna have to go after him oh my god i'm like i gotta follow bill burr (laughs) the biggest comedian on earth oh my goodness (laughs) the order is the host bill burr andrew chavon (laughs) (laughs) bill burr is opening for me technically Bill Burr. <laughs> That's insane. I know. I, it's it's so surreal. And and I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm like, well, is how long is he doing? They're like, we don't, whatever he wants. He's Bill Burr. Right. He could be doing an hour. Yeah. I'm like, I got the backyard show. No one cares. <laughs> I don't even care. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> the backyard people don't care. No, no, they're they're busy gardening and <laughs> putting stuff in a shed. Yeah, they're they're plucking turnips. <laughs> <laughs> they're mowing the lawn. Um, I'm like, oh God. So, uh, I, so the, the, you know, like I said, you go up the stairs to where the, the stage is, there's the glass and then there's the glass. Uh, where you, so I'm like, uh, so they're like, he's going up. So I'm like, I'm going to watch him. So I run up the stairs. He's standing at the top of the stairs. Bill Burr is standing there. He's wearing the mask. Oh and, my God. Uh, it's just, it's basically just me and him. It, um, you know, standing there. Right. Because the host is still on stage. Right. Did you and say anything? This is what I do. Oh, no. It's just so, it's just me and him. I'm like, hi, I'm Andrew. I'm also on the show. Hey, what's going on? Um, I, well, first of all, I say, hey, Bill. That's oh. my opener. <laughs> he doesn't care. He just looks at his phone. And then, I, and then it's like kind of weird. And this other comic comes up and he kind of, he he says, uh, "Hey Bill, remember we performed at, at this theater three years ago?" He goes, "What? Nah, nah. What? What? What?" what? <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, it was in it was in like Rhode Island, you know. It was at 
ah, was it at this this place? No, it wasn't there. It was some other one. I don't know. So then <laughs> this guy like dejected goes back down the stairs. So, <laughs> so now again, it's me and Bill. <laughs> this guy has done a million shows he does like a thousand shows a year yeah why would he think he remembered it, it was years ago one place <laughs> years ago wasn't like it was last week right so then i go it's like daytime it's 5 p.m yeah so i go yeah bill it's, these get way better at night i don't know how this one's gonna be and he goes yeah because I, I did the one he starts opening up he's like i did a farm in connecticut it was daytime it was brutal and i go i remember that photo with brian regan where he's performing in the woods yeah i'm like were you performing in the woods he goes huh i'm like what i saw a picture of brian regan he was in connecticut performing in the woods he goes nah, what and and he uh and he just looks at his phone i'm like i blew it uh, <laughs> it wasn't the same one uh, <laughs> i could have had a different follow-up <laughs> oh no <laughs> so then he goes on the stage and man there's a area there's a second roof where you can go up the stairs and watch down so i go up there i watch bill burr on i'm so close to him and he just uh you know riffs about corona and whatever and and he's uh i'm like oh my god i can't believe it. I, I can't follow this guy He's not doing well. He's not. What? Doing, Bill Burr is not doing well. At least oh at the my, beginning. Oh, my God. Well, he's riffing. <laughs> they, they don't even seem excited. And, and the rooftop, everyone's wearing the mask. So you can't really tell. Uh, like the whole audience is wearing a mask. I, that might have been at his request because I don't think it's usually like that. No, it's not. They're all wearing the mask. You couldn't tell if they're smiling. Um, but on the roof, I, I didn't hear a lot of laughs. So there's like some. And I'm like, what is going on? Maybe they don't know who he is. Right. They're acting like they don't know who he is. If I, That's if weird. I was, if he's I was so a, well I, known. Yes, he's in TV. He was on the Pete Davidson movie. Yeah. He's in Better Call Saul. He's in so many things. <laughs> I know. He's, and the name itself, you, even if you don't know who he is, you're like, I've heard, I've heard of that. Right. He's but been, also, he's like, has like 11 specials. I know, and 11 albums. Oh, my God. I, and he's always on Conan and whatever. So uh, I'm like, what is going on here? And then I go down the stairs to the, to the stage area because they're like, he might get off at any moment. <laughs> I guess because they don't, they don't know what the hell's going on. Right. And, and he's not having a good time, so he might bail. So I'm, uh, I'm like in the wings, like listening in. He starts getting a few laughs. I'm like, okay, good. I'm just cheer, cheer, rooting him on. I don't. Yeah. I'm, now it's I, I'm off my mind. Of, yeah, you love him. I, I'm off my mind. I have it nervous about following him. Now I'm just like, I hope he does well because I don't want. I want him to come back. Uh, so he kind of ends. He 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 gets a few laughs. I think because he's running his SNL set. Oh, that's right. He's hosting. I forgot about that. He's hosting next week, so he's got to run his monologue. So these are probably all like half baked. Yeah, they're new ideas. They're new. They're topical. Um, they're not like his material, they're, right? They're just ideas that he's putting together because, <laughs> um, I guess it's hard, you know, I, I think cause it was announced yesterday that he's hosting and, yeah. then, he, and then he shows up at the club. So it must've been like a last <laughs> right. minute thing. And plus there's nowhere else to perform really, except for that farm that he complained about. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what happened next? So he started doing jokes. He started yeah. doing material oh, and material he, he knows. Yeah, or like worked on, and he started. It's he, you know, he, he ended really well. And I, uh, I was like, yeah, he ended well. Oh crap! I gotta go after. <laughs> <laughs> So then I go on and uh, I'm like, okay, the lessons I've learned, don't acknowledge what's going on. You know, like don't ever say, that was Bill Burr. Can you believe it, everybody? Right, right. you just look like a tool yeah. who, uh, who, who doesn't look like a professional. Yeah, you look like you just grabbed the microphone. Yeah, he, he ran up from, from the stage or from the audience and grabbed the microphone. Oh, can you man. believe this, everybody? But this is in the back of my head the whole time. I'm like, I can't believe it's, we was here. So I... Uh, the the set goes great. I think they just like jokes or something. Yeah, and maybe they Bill Burr revved them up because well, know. that's a hell of a warm up. I know, and I was like so nervous that everyone would follow him out. Like, oh my god, he's here! But everyone just stayed in their seats. Like, that's great. Yeah, and um, and it was funny. Like in the middle, this guy comes in late and sits down, and uh, I'm like, hey man, thanks for finally coming. You know, joking. And he goes, what did I miss anything? And I'm like, I don't know, Bill Burr. <laughs> and the audience laughs and he just has like a dead face. And I'm like, oh, you think I'm joking? And he nods. And I'm like, no, he was here. <laughs> <laughs> and that gets a huge laugh for everybody. <laughs> I swear he was really here. <laughs> they, then you see the audience look at each other. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> then you wake up. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, like toward the toward the end of my set, I do uh, a new joke that doesn't go over well, and I'm like, "Oh, whatever, you guys, you saw Bill Burr. <laughs> you got your ticket. You took. You got your tickets worth." <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then I, I was like, "I hope he watched, but he left right away." Yeah, of course. He apparently was hungry. <laughs> Went to that farm to get some corn. <laughs> He, uh, he stopped by the backyard show and <laughs> helped him with the yard work. He went to the backyard show and was like, I, I want to go before this guy again. <laughs> oh, and then I rushed, rushed out of there. He was going to come back for the next show, but I was like, oh, I got the backyard show. Rushed yeah. to the backyard show. Two people there drunk. Uh, and the guy at the backyard show hired a film crew because he wants to pitch this backyard show idea to the network. So... I'm on stage, two people drunk heckling, and then like a boom mic is here. <laughs> like a director is yelling things. They have like a sound guy, uh, like two sound guys and a and a and a camera guy like swiveling around me as I'm arguing with drunk oh people. Oh my god! Uh, no one would want to watch this show. <laughs> you guys should have been at the last one. Bill Burr was there. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> awful yeah but i am uh um i I don't know it was like kind of like this i I wish i had more of a heads up mentally because i would have had some talking points but i I didn't have anything but it doesn't sound like you made it weird no 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 i didn't no i think uh you handled it great i know stories of of comics that handle it really weird like they're immediately ask for a photo right they uh they ask hey can you watch my set to this guy who doesn't give give yeah. a crap about you or you treated him like a person well yeah if a person you know talk for two seconds and well tra- i mean trail off. But still yeah i didn't i didn't over overdo my hand and i figured that would be death 
Oh, and then the club was like really thankful. They were like, oh, thanks so much for, for accommodating because he bumped me. And I was like, oh, I don't care. I got to watch him. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> and you're not a diva. So you helped with that. Too. Yeah, and I wasn't weird. And I didn't, and they, they didn't post any photos. And I have a bunch of photos I'm afraid to post because I, I don't think that he's, he wants people to know that he's, he's around. That makes sense. I guess, yeah. But, um, but I have them. <laughs> I have photos of him up close. <laughs> but i've got him i got him in the archives <laughs> so wow when the, when the word gets out i'll post them well uh dr deb how do you think uh andrew handled this uh situation it sounds like it went really well and uh I, i'm impressed that you were able to pull off a successful set after all that excitement sounds good yeah i didn't you know, I, I you know doing these weird shows over the summer um really prepped me for this moment where i'm like uh just open with the jokes don't don't do anything because i i guess when i go off the cuff and it doesn't go well i i get i kind of spiral down so i'm like <laughs> just stick to the the script right <laughs> and then and then mess around in the middle which i did so that's great yeah yeah that's a good idea to uh have a set script that you just go through because then um you're your mind can focus on that. You go through that in your in your mind, you know, like a checkoff list. And yeah. you're not you're not checkoff is uh, that, you mean the, the on the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> no, I, I just you go through you go through it like a list, so you're not focused outward to the audience and judging their reactions. You're focused in on on your outline or your intentions, what you want to accomplish. So yeah, it was, hard, it was also hard to gauge your reactions because they're all wearing the masks. So yeah. I'm like, oh, they yeah. raised their eyebrows. I think this is good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they kept so them on it, for your set too. They kept them on the whole time. I'm like, I, and I even I said that I'm like, they they are you guys wearing the masks because you're scared or because they, they told you to? And they're like, well, they told us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were robots. Yeah, they, they told us. Nah, mm, 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 time to raise children on Kepler B. <laughs> i know what you're referencing <laughs> did you watch it i haven't watched it yet. oh man uh, wow uh great and uh, yeah any okay um yeah dr deb do you think uh some improvements have been made and I, I don't know how i would handle well, it, it a year ago yeah it sounds like it. first of all you're making a um a review like what went well, what didn't go well on your past shows. So you're making a plan to counter that. Uh, so that tells the lizard brain, look, I'm in charge here. It's, it's going to go well. And then you're fussing on your plan uh, for what you're going to deliver. And you're less focused on the reception. You're more focused on the delivery. So that makes uh, less anxiety and more success getting through it yeah and i think the next time i meet him i think uh i gotta just let him talk you know be yeah. like tell me more about this farm you know not try to relate to him right away maybe be like hey some... remember that time i uh <laughs> i saw you at the club two years ago and then <laughs> you remember me <laughs> he'll love that and you know what's funny is because i saw that that comedian who brought that up and i'm like dude you did that show with them you should mention it I, that was my fault oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know him 
<laughs> oh my god you encouraged him yeah man. i did but then he, he went through he went for it <laughs> oh my god it was like talking to him and with bill burr was like the the war movie where your buddy's head gets blown off and you're like oh i better duck <laughs> But you put your friend in front of the, the yeah. cannon. I'm like, hey, can you check this situation out? His head explodes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he's around. You might see him. Yeah, I'm I'm at New York Wednesday. So, that's he might before be there. Saturday. He might be there. Yeah. If he likes the place. Right. I, I'm I hope he does. I I mean, I'm sure the shows are better. Yeah, the shows are great. So, yeah. um, and also yours was at five. That's he was doing them. There, there was a show at five, seven, nine, and eleven. He was doing them all. Oh wow! And he was. I was like, somebody asked him because when he got off the stage, they're like, "Are you going to a different club?" No, I'm gonna stay here. I don't want to get Corona. <laughs> I don't, if I get Corona, I'd be be bad PR something because he doesn't want to mess it up for SNL. So he's just staying. Wow. He's staying in one place. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, all right. I guess that is it. Me? That, that concludes. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Uh, not a bombshell, but I'm 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 tired all the time now. Oh my God, you're me from I'm, before. Yeah, I'm you. You're me. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. Oh my God. I'm always tired. I realize I haven't meditated since I left to open for Brian like last month i and then like i think about meditating but then i don't do it oh there you go am i tired because i I haven't meditated and then it's like well i can't meditate right now i'll do it later and then uh we got the the i want to make sure that i i do right by the patreon but then i'm like so exhausted i forget to post a video and then i hate myself for not posting a video oh my god I'm like, oh, I'm too tired to write, but I'm going to try to write anyways, and nothing comes out, and it's just wasting a page. And then uh, I've got all this stuff going on. I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate enough to be busy, but I'm exhausted. But how busy are you? Because you don't have a day job. You, you, it is my ju- it is write, my day job. But you don't write from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. No, I write. Uh, I mean, I always writing during the day. But it. Uh, yeah, but you're not sitting at a de- desk from nine to five, are you? No, no, no. Uh, I'm sitting at a desk from uh, nine to like nine thirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, time to punch no. out. <laughs> Whoa, what a day! <laughs> bring home the bacon, and by that meaning, I uh, eat a BLT. No, uh, I write for a, a while, like I and I do a bunch of stuff, but it feels. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm exhausted. Well, I think, I mean, this is just me, but uh, do you do you like block out your day at all? I can't make a schedule and stick to it. I'm trying to figure that out. Because I I'm mean, because getting... you have a loose structure, right? Uh, I mean, so I, didn't, I didn't I didn't say the day job to no, I know to, you mean. to be condescending, but I mean, you have a lot of free time during the day. I, yeah. I think if you just organize it, because you could have a meditation block, right? I. Uh... I don't have blocks. The cat claws up my blocks <laughs> like, and throws them out. Oh, I, so that's what it is. The monkey, it could be the, the monkey <laughs> wrench is the cat. Yeah, the cat wrench. <laughs> uh, 
the kitty wrench. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't seem to make a schedule and I love organization and schedules, but I can't make one and stick to it. What do you you think the the Panda planner? You need that? I tried the Panda planner. You tried it. We talked about it. I can't do it. You can't do it. Okay. I got to find a thing that works for me and it's making me, uh, go nuts here. Yeah. I, I have a similar anxiety with this because during quarantine, it was like an amorphous blob of a day. You know, like you had nothing at night, nothing during the day. Yeah. There was no rush to get anything done because nothing was happening. Right. You didn't need to do anything. <laughs> there was literally nothing to do. And then now there's things to do, but they're not that bad. Yeah. Like, but now it, it just eats into the, the amorphous blob time. Now that, that, that amorphous blob time is halved because you like... Um, because back then there was no shows at night. Now there's shows at night. There's shows at night. You couldn't hang out with people. Now you can hang out with people. Right. Well, now I'm doing shows almost every, pretty much every night I have a show, which is great. And I'm excited about, but now I, so it's like, okay, the night, this stuff has to be done. So I should be getting all this done before I leave for the night. And I, I get, I feel like I'm not doing uh, what I could be doing. I feel like I'm all, that's why I I scheduled that uh, Zoom show I'm doing this Saturday. So I was like, oh, I have to get all this done by Saturday. Okay. Well, let me ask you what your day is usually like. Do you have a usual day? I get up around uh, 9 or That's good. 8, 8.39. At least you don't sleep in. I don't sleep in. But I think that attributes to my exhaustion. I, I Okay. Maybe. maybe I don't get enough sleep. Maybe you do need to sleep in. I have no idea. And then I get up and I write for a little bit. And then we've talked about this. If I write a joke successfully, <laughs> I'm done. You're right. I feel like I'm done. And I think that's a big problem that I have. I don't, I stop. Yeah. And then uh, I'll do other tasks and write a little bit throughout the day. So then, okay. And then what, when, does your, when do you have to leave for your show usually? Probably like five. Okay. So it should work. I should be working from nine to five, right? Or at least like I don't know. I can't I figure it yeah, out. I don't know what's going on here. But I I have one suggestion to get a real coffee pot, <laughs> which I have and changed my life. You're using those Keurig things that yeah. are just minuscule drops, and mm. the, all the grounds get in there. And, oh, the grounds are everywhere. The grounds are everywhere. You know that's not real coffee. It's you can't drink grounds. And, <laughs> you know, like I think you should buy a coffee pot for like. I actually, uh, I gave it to my mom, but I had a little. My one. roommates have a coffee pot, but uh, I don't want to use that. Why? Is it dirty? No, I don't like using other people's things. But they use your thing. I know. Well, that's where. Do, I... they, do they use the coffee pot? Yeah, they use the coffee pot. They use it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know either. I, I would just get your own. I don't know. My life changed when I got real coffee over the the Keurig <laughs> stuff. All right. I mean, I already see. Do you feel more awake now that you had my coffee? Or oh yeah, I'm I'm already. Uh, I got one in the chamber. <laughs> I, uh, your coffee awoke a lot of in a lot of stuff in me. Because I do feel if I don't have enough coffee, if I stay at somebody else's place, uh, you know, and they don't have like the coffee I'm used to, I'm like dead. You know, they're all dead. Right. It's like hard to to move around. But well, I feel like I put. Uh, and Dr. Deb can probably confirm this. I put a lot of pressure on myself. And part of why I do it, I think, is to motivate myself. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I get the pressure and not the motivation. Yeah, the cycle of doom. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let's the recycle of doom. Recycle of doom. All right. Let's see if Dr. Deb can give you any advice on this. Dr. Deb, hello. Hi. Hi. Paging Dr. Yeah, Deb. Well, uh, I think Andrew's suggestion about developing a, a schedule, getting organized, uh, would be a big help. Yeah. Um, but but also to set a goal for that, like uh, what is the one thing that you want to accomplish today? I would start out with mm. one thing. One day. And then make a schedule. And you said that you should be working from nine to five. And why are you saying that you should be working eight hours? Uh, I mean, it, oh, I'm, because you're, you, you got that model uh, of a working person. So what, what you said earlier is that you, you are working and, and part of, Part of your work is not only do you perform, but you are a writer. Mm-hmm. So you want to you wanna figure out, okay, when is the best time of day to write? And perhaps, you know, you write for 15 minutes and then you stop and then you go back to it uh, according to the schedule. But the schedule should fit you as a person, right. not uh, an ideal of or a should, uh, but you as a person. Uh, so many writers say that they work for four hours and, and they're done for the day. You you can't write uh, comedy unless you have room for creativity, and so mm. you need to be able to fuel your spirit as well mm. to challenge that that creativity. I don't. And I want to cut. I don't want to cut you. I don't want to cut you off, Doctor Deb, but I just did. But. Um, that reminds me of a problem I had. Remember, Dr. Deb, I, I had that job in Long Island that was really hard, and I worked 9 to 6, and then I had to do comedy from 7 till, like, 1 a.m., and the whole time, all yeah, week, exactly. I never had a day off, and, and I, I was like, I, I didn't do my job because I was too tired. I couldn't write because I was too tired. Right. And Dr. Deb was like, well, you, 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 you don't write because you're exhausted. Like, give yourself time to right. have fun and relax. Mm. And then that's when I switched to a job that wasn't that demanding, that was like nine to five. And it close, it wasn't, I didn't have an hour commute. I only had five-minute commute. And I started being more creative. Like, right. It was the, the stress level. And, like, maybe you need to take a day off from writing. I don't know if you write every day, but. Every day. If you do, you maybe take a day off and, like, write Dr. Dad, what do you think? Absolutely. You need to, you need to schedule downtime and, and fun to, uh, to allow creativity to blossom. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's that whole thing about the, uh, being able to go, ah, ha and be able to, uh, say that I enjoy my life. Right. So right yeah. now it sounds like your thinking is, uh, I'm not enjoying myself. I, I don't know what's going on. So you're like fueling this um, negativity that's exhausting. Negativity is exhausting. Right. Right. And, I, and you, why can't you be tired from being on the road? Why, right. why can't you be tired from that? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm exhausted if I travel. Yeah. I, I, uh, well, I, so I, I would say the only thing is I'm, I'm, th- I think this is because of the pandemic. I'm very grateful of my, uh, 
life. So I am having fun, but I see it as a, well, that doesn't mean slow down. So like, I, I do enjoy what I'm doing, but I'm worried of, uh, keeping what I have, I think. So that means no, uh, relaxation because relaxation comes off as laziness in my mind. Well, uh, I think Andrew's right. I think you have to schedule, you know, time off. So you probably perform on the weekends. So you can't and, like... And he writes on the weekends, you said. Yeah, you can't like go for the typical work model, you know, right. work Monday through Friday, take Saturday and Sunday off. So you have to figure out, okay, so what day am I going to take off, not do anything? And I think if you, you know, put one of those notebooks in your back pocket, um, as you do not work during the day, uh, ideas will come to you and, and you just jot them down, but you don't go sit down and work on them, but you jot down these ideas. Right, right. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, that's what I do. I don't write so all day. Set, jot set, down set a goal, set a schedule, uh, set the, the, time, the day that you're going to not work um, and uh, try that out. And um, sometimes, you know, meditators, they, they go through waxing and waning of being able to do the sitting. Um, so if you're missing that and you think that's part of the problem, uh, then uh, do it like brushing your teeth, right? So you, mm. you brush your teeth in the morning and, and then you sit for five minutes. That's not going to, realistically, it's not going to mess up your day. Uh, to be able to do that. And then you right. feel so much better because you've gotten it done. Oh, wow. Now the, the four hours uh, I like, is the four hours uh, consecutive? It doesn't have to be. If you, mm. if you read some of the memoirs of writers. Uh, and I have that book, Dr. Deb, you gave me it. I can get, let it, let Stephen borrow it. I yeah, read it. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the they're, successful they're, habits of the day of writers. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but You've a lot of holding them, out on me. But a lot of them are like, I wrote for two hours and I drank 18 martinis. They all grew up in, or lived in the, or the turn of the century when I guess <laughs> oh, yeah. people got sloshed all the time and <laughs> did cocaine and stuff. Yeah. I'll be less tired. But it was kind of cool. Like they all had a plan. They all did the plan every day. Whatever, yeah, I, whatever need a, I need a thing. Yeah, they, they had a thing. They, they, they did the plan. But and the, they, definitely, they, they definitely relaxed. <laughs> they relaxed yeah, they, a lot. <laughs> they definitely chilled. Uh, but that's when uh, people hung out together too. So uh, part, part of it was joining your group. And it seems like social stimulation uh, is, is missed right now. So that yeah. could be part, part of it, uh, Stephen, that you're, you're working in isolation so much. Even if when you go on the road, that's, uh, you're with other people, but you're still isolated. You go back to your hotel room. Right. And, and now, you know, you go to shows, you, you go and you, you leave. So there's no hanging out like you used to hang out, I'm assuming, at the bars and just chit-chat or join yeah. everybody. Uh, and that's missing. So you kind of want to think about that. Like, well, how much is, is that important to my creativity and, and to stimulate me during the day? 
Wow. And, well, uh, Stephen, you can it, hang it, out here Andrew, after we can watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> you Andrew, you've talked about, uh, <laughs> Andrew, you've, you've talked about, you know, being uh, internalized or externalized, needing that kind of stimulation, uh, you know, how people mm. Mm-hmm. Relate the extroverts, better. the extroverts the are the vampires that feed on social yeah. interactions, and the yeah. introverts are the mummies yeah. that want to live yeah, in a coffin. So, so you want to think about that, like how much of that is uh, important to me? Right. Wow, I, this is very helpful. Thank well, you. Wow, that's a lot to chew on. Yeah, you're gonna need a uh, set of dentures. I should have cut it up before I put it in. <laughs> uh, you need some steak sauce. Well, we we shouldn't. Uh, I, I know that we have uh, a topic that we forgot to get to that we really need to get to. Yeah, this is a very important one from one of our nearest, dearest listeners. Her son listens to the show. That's how big the fan is. Uh, the the It's a yeah. genetic line of fan, of, uh, of listeners. I was not fully aware of this. And- I wasn't either because I looked at the, 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 the DM exchange and she sent us the topic and we immediately sent her the link to the zoom show so that like pushed it back and we We apologize because our our link to the zoom show is is like 10 paragraphs long i know so we we have a horrible editor well that's not bad that's not bad but i'm just saying like so that we we pushed this message up so she reminded us after we recorded last week so she was in the zoom show she reminded us again dr deb was watching the zoom show so she's was one of the topic to so yes without further ado so Dr. Deb chewed on this topic all night, munched on it. Yeah, and then, oh yeah, we got to read it first. <laughs> I don't, I don't have. It. Okay, I'll I'll read it. Yeah, I have the others uh, ready, but we're gonna get to this one first. Okay. Um, so this is from Ronnie Vampirella, 1916, I believe, which is the Battle of Verdun in. Uh, well, that's World redundant. War, World, redundant. <laughs> that's redundant. <laughs> uh, she wrote, hey guys, hope all is well. My kid Johnny wants me to send you something that's making him anxious. He definitely wants Dr. Deb's help. So my kid gets anxious every time a friend brings another friend in the mix. Mm. My kid has had so-called friends in the past that say they are best friends, but then say that he isn't really their best friend and they have another Oh, my God. Oh, wow. In other words, my kid has anxiety about losing a friend and wants to know how to deal with the feeling of maybe getting left out again. Thanks, guys. Love you. Okay, Dr. Deb. What's going on here? Well, um, it would be helpful to know the age of the child, uh, but uh, this thing with best best friends, it's kind of like for uh, when you get older, uh, the same confusion is about love. You know, what does love mean to the other person? And what does a, a best friend mean? So as uh, kids, uh, the best friend means one that is uh, the closest to me and prefers me over all others. And But for friends, uh, we can have different kinds of friends. So a person can still like us a whole bunch, but also like things about other people. And as a children, the thing with friends is you're really discovering who you are. Uh, you, you learn about 
likes and dislikes through what your friends like and, and dislike. So you get a lot of information about yourself and, and you learn yourself. So having different friends can make you a better person uh, because you learn more about yourself and you get experiencing so many different things. Um, and you, you will find that you, you're never alone. Like at a different time, you find one friend more comforting uh, than another friend. So we don't want to take this as they don't like me, uh, but they also like somebody else. So let me find out about that other person uh, that they like. And for parents, we have to appreciate as parents, and it's hard, but appreciate how important that those friends are so we don't want to like belittle uh the the best friend or um say well he he wasn't your friend yesterday so and so was your friend we we want to take every moment as being the most important moment for that child and just help them to develop that flexibility a little bit in in their attachments and understand that it's a loss if they they feel rejected if they're a friend like somebody else the next day so take that seriously and just help the child say okay so what is it about that other friend and what did you like about this friend and um, um, just try to stay connected with them yeah. I mean, I also would ask like how big is the school or whatever, because when I, I mean, Dr. Dad, remember I went to this small school. I mean, this is well, tipping, tipping my therapist for a long time, tipping my hand here. <laughs> what's going on? But I went to school. There's just 25 people in the class. So I had a friend group. I, it was of just basically me and three other kids. Right. We're all losers. We're at the bottom of rung of social life, but we just kept bickering with each other of who was the best friend. And oh yeah. Your whole world is so small when you're a child that every little thing is like a huge deal. So, right. It's easy to get uh, caught up in titles. Yeah, exactly. Where you think you have to have one best friend when you could just have a bunch of friends. Right. And then when you get older, you realize it doesn't matter. These friends of yours, <laughs> you know, you're going to make new ones. I mean, the yeah. world is a big place. There's many friends. I want to put so much pressure. I mean, it's easy to say and not do, but especially when I'm older, but you know, there's, yeah, well, there's more I, friends that, out there. That's what I mean. Um, I met Stephen a, a year ago or two years ago. As an adult, you, you don't want to say, oh, when you get older, this won't matter. You, you right. want to really pay attention to how much it does matter and to help the child not see it as rejection, but just see it as uh, butterflies, right? That, that kids are like butterflies. They go from one purple flower to a pink flower. They're just trying to, to find themselves. So when your friend leaves you for an, an, another friend, it's not rejection. It's just them exploring. And right. just help your child explore uh, something else. But you're right about, you know, the clicks in school. It's just so much pressure. That's why I was wondering how the age of the child, uh, because it, it does uh, make a difference um, if you're an adolescent versus if you're an eight or a nine-year-old, um, how you perceive those best friends. 
but the connections are, are important. And so just stress with your child. So he, this is, you know, of course, uh, he was your best friend. This is what he liked in you and just really focus on the kids. You know, he loved your sense of humor. You, you were fun to be with and you can, you know, share that with somebody else. That's true. Yeah. They liked you. They, you know, you're best friend worthy. You can be best friend worthy again. Is that what yeah. you mean, Dr. Deb? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny, yeah you're that's great. what I mean. Somebody, I mean. a friend saw something in you that means many other people will. You'll always have uh, friends. This is not a loss. Yeah. I mean, and plus you are figuring out what kind of friend you want. I mean, learn from the friends. Be like, I like the way. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I like that's the way right. he laughed and this guy liked uh, Pokemon and what, you know. Wow, maybe. I didn't know you were talking about me. That's so <laughs> I'm trying to think of what kids like. Well, I think yeah, and it's a great opportunity to talk with your child about that. Those points that uh, you two just made—that's uh, what you want to reflect on with the child. So you help the the child problem solve that and, and be able to, um, you know, feel this self-esteem building so that they can share it with other people. Wow, that's super helpful. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, we can maybe we can. Um, touch on the Johnny topic again. Yeah. Johnny, uh, follow up with us. Tell us how old you are. And, and <laughs> tell us how big your school is. Yeah. But, uh, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be all right. Uh, and, and, uh, you got a great mom. Ronnie's awesome. Yeah, that's true. It's, it would be hard to do without a mom like Ronnie. So, well, I, right. I, I guess you call her mom. It'd be hard to do without a mom. Maybe he calls her uh, Dr. Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, our next topic here is from Matt Moves Mountains. Uh, I'm either going to change careers to who knows what, in, oh. in parentheses, panic attacking, <laughs> or I'm going to stay in the same career that I hope I never go back to, even though it's the only one. Uh, it's the only one I've developed a skill set for in depression. In parentheses, depression attacking. Oh my God! Yeah. So Matt had been giving us some topics over the pandemic i guess he got laid off or quit or something i, I know he's i on, believe laid off so he's on unemployment so now i guess there's a crossroads of, of i mean uh, a new career or going back to the one that he is not uh fond of what do you think dr deb this is the crossroads of some of a man's life keep in mind he's he has kids and he's older. do you need to know his age no i don't need to know his age <laughs> just kidding uh yeah but this is a uh common problem of adulthood right and but one of the things that um he's saying is that he's putting himself between a rock and a hard place he's got two alternatives either i do this or i i do that and what is helpful in making decisions is to broaden those choices what else could i do or if I want to do something else, what do I need to do to, uh, at the same time, to get ready for what I'd like to do while I have security with this job I don't like? So oh, yeah. it's, an, it's an opportunity for him to think about, well, what would I be happy doing? And it sounds like he feels like he might not have a skill set to do what he wants to be doing. 
Um, so it's an opportunity to say, what can I do to build that skill set um, so that I can do what brings me pleasure? Do, does that make sense? Yeah. And um, I mean, the, the similar thing happened with Kelly Moran, uh, who I, I got her candle here still. I've been burning it, but I, I feel bad burning it a while. It's, she may, she worked in uh, customer service, like a teleconference center or whatever it's called. I forget what, what, what's that thing where a bunch of phones are in a room? I, I think you did good. Telecom. Okay, whatever. Telecenter or something. And then yeah, she, she started making candles on the side and selling them on Etsy. And they're called B.co or .bco. And <laughs> I mean, uh, the sticker was on the lid. I took it off. Uh, the lid's off. But keep talking. I'll, I'll pull it up. So she's doing that and still doing her teleconferencing job. So, I mean... It's possible to do stuff and dot B co dot B co. It's possible to do stuff and do the stuff you don't like at the same time, do the stuff you like and the stuff that you don't like at the same time. Yeah. I mean, well, when that's we, what I did. I, I worked at that crappy job and, and then I did comedy at night till one in the morning. Yeah, I did. A, I worked at a grocery store. <laughs> I worked at a grocery store. I hated it to no end. And I would do comedy all night. I would write during the day at the grocery store. Yeah, I did that too. And, uh, yeah, I remember you would come into my grocery store and start yeah. writing. And then, I'd write uh, on the wheat thins box. <laughs> What's the deal with these? <laughs> the joke's right here. <laughs> uh, these things write themselves. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely look while making money. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I don't know what he wants to do. Maybe, you know, if you want to be a coder, take one of those classes. I mean, that's what I would do. I would, that, that, you get paid and you work for Facebook. Yeah, Burlington Code Factory. Code code factory. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I would definitely put a, a third choice uh, for, uh, you know, what to do. Um, so rather than choose between A or B, which causes so much anxiety. Yeah, that's uh, true. To, to have a, a third option. And then he can have a what if option too. So what if... I didn't have to worry about X, Y, or Z. What would I really want to do? And sometimes we can reflect back to uh, high school uh, or junior high school as to what we dreamed about doing uh, when we grew up. Because we get so much uh, adult influence uh, to be practical you know, you want to do this or to make money or just support a family, you should be doing this. So we kind of get driven uh, on a journey that we're not really happy with. Um, so it's a good time for him to take an opportunity to think about the road less traveled, right? Where else uh, would I like to, to go? And um, I work with uh, a lot of uh, adults who have had careers and then decided they wanted to be nurses and they have families. Uh, there are men uh, who have to support their families and their children, uh, but they've been able to, you know, go to school, get the credits and then uh, graduate as nurses. So it, it's possible to fill, follow your dream. It, it's not easy. You know, when we go on journeys, uh, we've got a lot of packing to do and a lot of places to stop. Um, but uh, 
to refuel or whatever, but uh, we, we can do it. And it sounds like this is an opportunity for him to broaden his uh, choices a little bit. Yeah. And Dr. Deb, didn't you take your PhD while you were a nurse <laughs> you went to school? I did. While raising two kids? Well, raising four How'd kids. How did you know all that? I don't know. It was in her bio. <laughs> yeah, I did. It seemed like every time I signed up to get a higher education, like when I was going for my master's, I got pregnant. And wow. when I was going for my PhD, I got pregnant. But we made it through. And <laughs> Man, Jesus. I'm going to stay kid. dumb. <laughs> Something about yeah. studying, really. Yeah, well, I I had a good partner, you know, and that's another, that, that's another thing. If you are married, just to include your partner in on the decision, and you'd be surprised sometimes after being married for a while how much your partner wants your happiness and are right behind you for you to be happy. Uh, so you, you don't have to do it alone, Matt. Your 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 wife can help you. Uh, get through whatever work it is that needs to be done. Wow, that was That's great. I think we covered all the bases. That was amazing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was so good. That was great. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, no, I, we I can't uh, add to we that. We can't top that. Uh, we've, I think we got time for, we have two left in this group that I've got. Oh my God. Okay. Well, well, maybe we can get through both, but we'll see. Well, let's try to get to both. If not, we're we going to- We front loaded this one. Yeah. If we can get any- if we get more, we're going to get to you next week. But let's try to get at least one more in. Uh, this is from Lavender Scented Doll. Uh, <laughs> Good <it's>, Lord. <laughs> I'm a, well, I mean, she, let, she put everything out on the table. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to help my 15-year-old sister achieve her dream of opening an online store. But she sucks at communicating. I don't know how people are going to react to her clothing. And if I'm unreliable in this, she gets her dream crushed too, not just me. Wow. It's funny because I've been binging uh, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares where Gordon Ramsey goes to a failing business, restaurant. Yeah. And uh, there, there's sometimes a, a sibling, siblings that own the place and he's like, what are you doing? You put your life into this and it stinks. So he, the main thing he says is like, as long as you're passionate about the project, that is the most important thing. Like if you're passionate about food and the type of food you serve and you're passionate about having a restaurant, the rest will kind of follow. Right. So if you're passionate and then if you're passionate about whatever this clothes, make sure she's passionate about the thing before. Cause she might not, that might be like a lofty idea. She says right. like, Oh, maybe I'll open a clothes store. And then if you're like, yeah, do it, make sure you do this and that and that. And she's like, Oh, you know, like gauge yeah. her, her interest. But if she's like, this is my dream. I, I've wanted to do this for a long time. Then I think that's the first thing to assess. What do you, what do you think, Dr. Deb? Well, it kind of sounds like an older sister. I, I don't know for sure, but lavender scented doll sounds like an older sister. And I think she's being a, a bit parental, right? She's uh, thinking about her sister's dream and everything that could go wrong uh, because she cares about her sister. She wants her sister to be successful. Um, so I think, you know, she might want to separate her doubts uh, from her sister's uh, uh, goals and 
maybe have a sit down and be honest, like we'll do the what ifs and, and, and have a plan for, for the what ifs. And running an online business uh, might take some expert uh, feedback, right? To consult other people that have done this. Uh, what, what, what can we do to prevent failure? What do we need to do up front? Um, and uh, make a, a plan like that. But it doesn't just have to be the, the, the sister, Lavender Center Dial, that's doing all the work, but can help source and refer um, her sister who wants to do this business to other people. And that would decrease uh, the, the pressure between them and the pressure on Lavender Center Dial as well. Wow. Wow. That's good. Pretty good. Yeah. And plus, keep in mind, your sister's 15. It's hard to. Yeah, she may. Uh, it may be a phase or it, 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 it's pretty great if she knows what she wants to do this early. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize she was 15. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. You'd have to check on the, the guidelines for running a business at the age of 15. You I can't don't do know. It. No, you need. You can't get a loan. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. You can't so, file a, a contract. You can't sign a contract legally. If you're right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So maybe, you know, I encourage her in the direction of trying something like on Instagram, like just posting her designs or her ideas, right. and seeing how people respond to that or, or doing, or, a, yeah. or I'm doing sorry a, to cut you blog, a blog yeah, the- or a, a blog like that. So, yeah. Or, or if maybe you could design one thing and sell it on Etsy. You know, like I see, like Maddie's birthday is coming up, and I ordered like this. Uh, well, I, thing. careful. <laughs> this clothing thing, and then you know, this woman just makes these clothes that she embroiders or something. Wow. So, uh, you know, that's that's you can just do that. I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's not a lot of overhead there. You just design it, and, and they take a cut of it. Yeah, so well, you got to make the closing. <laughs> uh, I think that's it's helpful. Of I guess uh, the first advice to your sister is get older. Uh, yeah, uh, check back in three years. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I guess going through it now it it helps for the future to see if she wants to do it and if you guys could work well together. Yeah, and assess the the true passion of it because you know maybe she collected Pokemon cards a year ago and now is in the clothes. So maybe Man, you're on. You got Pokemon on the brain. I know. Here. I don't know why. Uh, we got one more that we're gonna try to sneak in because it is time sensitive. Okay, great. Uh, this is from I believe it's is it Micah Miss Miki or I think it's Mike or Micah I M E I I happen K E Mikey. Meineke. Oh boy. I know she, who she is. Uh, she's a, she's a new comic, but I don't know. Uh, I've never heard her name out loud, so I apologize. Sounds um, German. She is German. Oh, cool. Uh, and it, this does relate, uh, her, what's making her anxious is she's not knowing how much longer she can stay in the country due to her visa and immigration ban. Uh, what about MasterCard? They accept <laughs> that? <laughs> Uh, plus, she has a big move next week, and she's leaving her house and friends behind for six months. Wow. So, anxiety of un- 
Um, uh, I'm sorry. I just put a big chocolate in my mouth. Yeah, we're we're all well aware. <laughs> Wait, you have something in your mouth? <laughs> I, I think this is a technical question about visa I think, stuff. No, but I guess how can you handle that anxiety? Yes, how do you handle this anxiety of uh, not knowing if she'll be kicked out of the country? Also, she has to move away for six months from her friends and home. So that's the anxiety of uncertainty. Um, mm. so, so she's, uh, obviously she's really settled in here. She's got friends and a home here. Is that what she's saying? Yes. <clears throat> and so the, the move isn't a second thing. It's the primary thing that she has to leave the, the country. Right. Okay. I, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, I think I, I, for that uncertainty, just make a plan about, okay, so what if, and start setting up some uh, more certain things for if she has to return uh, to Germany. Is it Germany? It is Germany, but I believe she's moving to a different part of the States. But her, yeah, sure, her homeland is Deutschland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're, you're being so, a real Deutsch. Deutsch bag. So there are two things then. She's moving and she might have to move back to Germany. Yes. That's what I, that's how I am taking it. Okay. So, uh, so that uncertainty then about moving to Germany would be to set a plan of, okay, if the worst case scenario happens, what am I, what do I want to do there? Uh, how can I connect with the people that I knew previously? And uh, how can I connect to the, the comedy uh, community there if she's a, a comedian? Right. And then for the, the move to, uh, in, within the states that yeah that that's a real loss uh so saying goodbyes are are difficult and being able to uh let go uh i know it sounds like it's not so much of going to a new place it, it's the the saying goodbyes and it sounds like she's done that before so it might be harder this time because she knows what it feels like uh having left Germany to come to the United States. Now she's going to have to do that again. So that might uh, feel more uh, powerful for her because she uh, knows what she experienced when she had to go to a new place, that loneliness that she first experienced. Uh, wow. So I would recognize my resilience in, in that. Okay. So what did I do? Uh, how did it work when I got here? Um, and look at the successes. Well, I made friends. I've been I'm a member of this community. Uh, so to list her strengths and to uh, be able to uh, develop ways to stay connected to her friends here. Yeah. That's I, great. I think it can work out. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think you uh, are here to stay, um, but I, I, lo I love the idea of planning for the worst case scenario. And uh, well, really, I can't top anything that Dr. Deb says ever. Yeah, she, Dr. Deb, great. that was great. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the, uh, you're right. The moving, I can't imagine. I would never think to move to a different country and learn yeah. a language and 
If this is your first it, time it was, listening, it was uh, hard enough to move to New York, and we we and do the panic. Everyone spoke English here, and <laughs> and Doctor Dub does the attacking. Uh, so that was very helpful. Thank you, Doctor Deb. Thanks, Doctor Deb. I think that wraps it up. That wraps it up for uh, for this week's topics. If you send us anything uh, and we didn't get to it, it might have been coming through after we are recording. Well, we sort did. Of we, early. we did post the tweet an hour ago. So uh, it's cool I, that we got two four, hours ago. Two hours, I, right? Because we were recording for yes. an hour. I I so, wake up earlier than you. I know. So we got. That's cool that we got this many in Yes, notice, we've got, yeah. I think more are going to come in. So we will get to yours. Do not worry. I, I just told people with anxiety not to worry. Uh, <laughs> we will get to your, uh, your topics. And uh, thank you again, Dr. Deb, for being here. Thanks, Dr. Deb. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure, guys. I thank you for having Likewise. me. Likewise. I feel bad that you have to sit here, but at the same time, you listen to the episodes. So, <laughs> I mean, you get the, you know, is this fun? Do you get to watch the episodes unfold live? Oh, absolutely. I really oh, enjoy seeing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot there of fun. It was an anxiety I felt weird bringing to her was worrying that she had to sit through because <laughs> this one was a little long <laughs> yeah we went a little over uh we got to wrap it up thank you dr deb once again okay okay see you guys take see care you, dr. Deb. and uh thank you everybody for uh for listening and stay tuned for the outro stay tuned for the outro yes thanks everyone all right hey guys thanks for listening to the episode really appreciate all the support if you like the podcast please share it uh tell all your friends give us a high rating like subscribe all that jazz and uh we're on social media i'm uh at not steve rogers on uh, instagram and twitter Stephen Rogers Comedy on Facebook and StephenRogersComedy.com. And I am on uh, Twitter, A Chavone, S C H I A V O N E. And on Instagram, I'm Andrew Chavone, same spelling as before. On uh, Facebook, I'm Andrew.Chavone. And my website is AndrewChavone.com. Perfect. Thanks for listening and see you next week, guys. See you next week. Okay.